0: Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. There are countless reasons why someone would buy an NFT or buy into a particular project. Today, I'm going to do things a little bit different, and I'm going to select 12 of the projects that I bought into and share why I did it no two collectors are alike and no two projects are alike. So there's different reasons why someone would want to buy into certain ones. So just going through this list, I think it would give you a broad overview of the different types of things that I do collect and also showing you that I have different criteria as to why I go into certain NFTs. So many times that you'll hear NFTs are all the same thing and honestly, they are not. And I assume if you're listening to this, you do understand that. However, just by going down this list, you can see the different ones and get a better understanding in a better picture of different things that are out there. The first NFT project that I got into was the Blockchain Heroes on Wax. When I first heard about this, the connection that I made to collecting all of this stuff was Pokemon cards. That came out when I was in middle school. And when I heard about the Blockchain Heroes, which is inspired by various real-life people that have contributed to Web3 in one way or another, and these characters were inspired by them and was a parody of them, and I just thought that was such a novel idea. Very cool, playful, but also giving homage and respect to the people that helped to get us to the point where we are today. And when I saw that, all of the dots just connected. And that's what really brought me into this whole Web3 NFT, collecting things, understanding the blockchain, seeing the value of all of this technology, was that this particular project... And once I came into the doors and started collecting on wax, it's like I just opened up Pandora's box and I jumped into everything. And I just found out how deep this rabbit hole really goes. And I definitely tested the depth of this water with both feet. So I started to collect all sorts of little things, one here, one there. But then the next big project I would say that I got into that I was very interested in it was one called the Bitcoin Kid. And this was a part of the Crypto Moonboy series done by the Graffiti Kings. And the reason why I got into this project when I initially bought it, which was my profile picture for the longest time, I have it all over the place. You can see it right now. It is front and center on my Twitter banner, but it was my main profile picture there. It was my Discord picture, but I since switched it out for uh, different things. But the reason why I purchased this was the first generative art project that I saw on the Wax blockchain. And I absolutely love the art graffiti kings are art centered and as far as the quality of everything and i constantly look at what was going on over on ethereum and the other blockchains and anyhow this was minted on ethereum it was going to be selling for 10 15 20 times what it was sold for on wax it was 50 dollars to mint this generative art which is amazing and i thought everything all the concept of it was very cool also for the fact that they had different attributes to it that offer different things If you had a pet, you were able to claim a physical vinyl toy. And if you had the Pepe frog meme, you were able to get an exclusive vinyl Pepe. So... I really jumped into this project for the art, and the aspect of the possibility of winning a physical toy was just a bonus to me. And again, I thought $50, it was basically a steal, because anyhow, this was on Ethereum. I know for a fact that it would have been selling for so much more, but I really loved the art, didn't really care about a roadmap, I didn't really care about the community per se all that much. I just saw an interview with the founder, then I started looking through the various art that he did, as far as physical graffiti on walls, the charity, the missions, and everything that he was doing. And honestly, it was all about the art. I just loved how it looked. And I thought that would have been a great profile picture, great first generative project. And that's why I got that one. Yoshi Drops, also on wax, is the first music NFT that I got into. With this one, I got that membership, which was lifetime access to different airdrops, being able to claim different rewards. But what sold me on this project was that it was an independent artist as far as not associated with major labels. And then it was going to offer this platform for other artists and be able to release music directly to the public without all those middlemen and all those layers of bureaucracy, which leaves artists with just pennies after the fact of all those sales. In this day and age when there's streaming music and then people are doing all sorts of different things to not necessarily buy a record label or buy a record, I should say, buy a CD. It is very hard for artists to make money, and I saw this platform is solving a huge problem. And of course, I just like music, I like NFTs, put it all together. And that's how I ended up getting into Yoshi Drops. And the founder and the team, it's very cool. They're innovating. They're bringing on different things. They're working with artists and it's very collaborative and anything to do with uh, this project that when they're announcing things on Twitter, it is really just fun. And honestly, I love this project. Now that I see these traditional record companies that are offering their NFT platforms and different things, I just laugh about it because Yoshi Drops has been doing this for quite some time now, but they're making it look like they're saving the world with this brand new revolutionary thing that they thought up and it's laughable to me because they are the old guard what well, web3 is trying to avoid these artists being ripped off yet they are the ones who are releasing this thing as if they're the ones who are changing the world so That brings us to the next project, which is Secret Agent Stash. And Crypto Stash is someone who creates a lot of tutorials, videos, and lots of content on YouTube about the WAX blockchain, about play-to-earn gaming, NFTs in general. And the Secret Agent Stash collection was actually a very innovative drop these nfts actually interact with him when he's doing his secret agent gaming show so he actually plays the video game it's a live stream he calls it secret agent stash because he dresses up in the disguise and one of the disguises happens to be a secret agent now for this particular nft pack once you mix them, you create the different cards, because this is crafting, this is using that whole NFT block system, which I explained in episode number 118. While well, this was just one of the most innovative uses of the blockchain and NFTs that I've ever seen, while he's doing that show, a viewer can, turning in a, a particular card, asking him to switch a game, playing the theme song, or to change his disguise, or lose on purpose, various different things, and then once that is sent in, it is tagged and sent back to the Original owner, and it is marked as being claimed so it can't be used again. And it just makes that live stream just that much more interactive. So it is a multi purpose NFT in the sense that it is cool, it is fun to collect, trading, trying to get the whole set, but also for the fact that we can interact with him while he's doing his live stream using it. I just never seen anything like that. And the last project that I want to cover on the Wax blockchain that I jumped into was the Draco Dice. And Draco Dice, I did an episode on that as well. That was episode number eight, which is one of the earlier episodes. And uh, don't hold the quality against me if you do decide to listen to that episode. But that is an inter-chain NFT. And that's what really got me to buy it. It is interoperable from multiple chains. Simply put, it is the dice that you'd use in an RPG game. But it also has its own game, which is called Draco. Draco Dice Skirmish, which is a battle game that you can either play for fun or play for keeps by wagering the various dices. And did I just say dices? I meant to say die. And in that episode, I explained that I thought it was just going to be just too simple, and I'm just like, eh, you know, it's just dice. But after understanding and hearing that, yes, dice are probably the most widely used gaming piece, and to be able to change this from one game to the other, and also from one chain to the other, I don't think there was anything ever like that. So I had to just get into that just for the novelty of it. I thought it was very innovative. I'm not even someone who really plays a lot of games per se or even RPG games and really value the dice as much as I value the technology and just the idea of being able to have these interoperable game pieces. That is the reason why I bought those. And honestly, I haven't even played the game. I bought those NFTs specifically for the fact that I think it will have historical value because as far as I know, this is the first project to do something like this. Next, we'll hop over to the EOS blockchain and Wax is actually a derivative or a spinoff or a layer of the EOS blockchain, but it's pretty funny because although EOS is the original one, I think Wax does the EOS ecosystem better than EOS itself. But I'm not even going to go into all of that. The NFTs that I purchased was within the Upland game. And I covered that game in episode 17 and 25, but in summary, it is a metaverse game, if you will, you're buying properties in this digital world, but they're for real cities. So there's the Bronx, Brooklyn, there's San Francisco, there's Nashville, and all of these various cities that are scattered across the U.S., and they're planning to open much more cities at different tiers and probably go worldwide. But the reason why I purchased this is because I understand the concept of buying and collecting land and real estate because that is one of the things that I am interested in. And I was also a real estate agent for a period of time. And I always thought finding properties was like a scavenger hunt. So I thought it was just a cool novel idea. But the fact that in this game, you can earn interest on the properties that you own. There's different rents for when people are passing through it. You can buy, you can sell, you can flip, just as in the real world, but then also you can put buildings on it and put little businesses that will generate income, and it has its own little economy using the upix token, which can then be traded out. But also, I like the fact that you can use a PayPal account or use fiat currency to get into this ecosystem. You didn't necessarily have to go through a brokerage and do all of this exchanging on Uniswap or anything like that to fund your account. You could use fiat currency with a debit card or whatever to get in. You buy your upix, you start buying your properties, generating income, and then you can either sell that property back using US dollars or keeping everything in UPEX and then at a later date trading it out. And I thought that was just very cool. It was a very innovative platform and the whole. Fun of collecting and trading and trying to find those gems is a reason why I bought into that game. Now let's hop over to Solana. Solana is a very interesting blockchain in the sense that you can do so much more on it than you could possibly do on Ethereum simply because the transaction fees and the scalability of it it just makes it more usable. Being able to play a game on Ethereum is going to be very expensive. Is a very expensive proposition for you to do all of those transactions and sign it on the blockchain, but so Alana tries to save that. However, this particular one, Scary Sharks, what I got into has nothing to do with a game. Primarily, the reason why I bought this NFT is because I loved the artwork. But then second reason why I bought it, it was because they offered the intellectual property rights, which allowed you to commercialize it and do all sorts of different things. And since the art was so good, I just thought it was easy to build a lore around it. And I began to purchase NFTs that could tell a story. And at this point, I actually have two scary sharks. And I'm looking for a third with a particular trait. I put out several offers trying to get it. However, none have been accepted as yet. But the main reason why I got this was the art. And then secondly, the intellectual property and just the ability to tell stories with them. The next one that I'm going to cover is my Mint 365 season pass for the NFT 365 podcast. And I cover that NFT just scattered all throughout the show, but I have never really given it a dedicated episode going through the entire project. But that one is very interesting because it's also on two different blockchains. Initially, it was sold as a Rally NFT, which is a side chain of Ethereum. But then also it was double minted in the sense that It originated on Rally, but then also the founder, Brian Fanzo, gave us the Polygon version. So why did I buy that one? Long story short is, if you know anything about the Beebles piece, when he put all of those digital creations that he was making every single day, he made a giant mosaic and sold it as an NFT. And that was really what put this NFT world on fire by selling that for, I believe it was 60 something million, almost 70 something million dollars at the time worth of Ethereum. And that will really inspire this project in the sense that with this, he is minting an NFT every single day for 365 days. And at the end of this, he's going to auction everything off as one giant mosaic. But also the winner of that auction is going to get each of these individual, NFTs. And as a season pass holder, the 365 of us will be splitting 30% of the revenue. 22% of the revenue will be split between the founders pass holders, which sold for either 1.1 ETH at the original price or $5,000 after ETH and the market began to change, but the early adopters got it for 1.1 ETH. And each of those 22 will get 1% of the final sale. However, since being in that project and in that community, I feel that I've already gotten back way more than the value of it, the $365 that I paid. So regardless of what percentage I get when this thing does sell, I feel like I've already gotten my money's worth. And of course, I could not go through this entire list without eventually ending up on Ethereum. So the last four projects that I'm going to mention are on Ethereum. The first project that actually got me to come over and pay those gas fees the Galactic Chibis by Chibi Labs. And I'm going to just put Galactic Chibis, which is the third generation, and Chibi Apes, which is the second generation of these Chibi Labs NFTs, into one category because I own both. The main reason why I bought into this community, bought these NFTs, was because I was impressed by the tech. There's so many NFTs on the market that are generative. They have their profile picture and... They are 2D, they're flat, and they have real no utility. However, this is a 3D one that you can literally get the full 3d file and once i price out what it would actually be to have a 3d character generated and then fully rigged so that way it can dance and do all sorts of different things in a metaverse or an augmented reality virtual reality i know that adds up quick and it is not cheap so once i saw the price of these nfts what they were on the market to me it was really like a no-brainer since then i've ended up getting up four different ones over well five in total over the different generations gen 2 and gen 3 if you do see my a dancing on my twitter page that is from chibi labs and the reason why i got into that was simply because it was so much technology and it just allowed you to do so much more than it just the typical profile pictures just the flat images and i was just impressed by it the founder the whole team the community it was just really amazing and if you want the full story as to all of those reasons why i went into it you can listen to episode 62 that is when i bought my first one Number 10 is the Giraffe Towers NFT project. And the reason why I bought this, more than anything, it was the founder. I saw him on Clubhouse a lot way before I was really into this NFT space, seeing that he was always grinding and seeing. That he was always putting in the hours helping his community, and his fans, or whatever you want to call them, were so supportive of him, they followed him everywhere. And once I saw that he had this NFT project and saw what he was doing, it was for creators, and really, he proved himself on Clubhouse and all that time, consistently always up there as one of the active clubs and the rooms always doing spaces and speaking to people so I said okay this is great I know he's definitely committed to the mission but once I heard an interview with him and he was explaining the rough and rocky start of the launch and all the things that they were doing all the technology which was mind blowing that he was putting into it how they had tokens they had breeding they had all sorts of things I said okay this might not be this perfect rocket ship going to the moon at this time now they have sold out but at the time they were not selling out. But once I got into the community, started asking some questions, feeling around, and just all the positivity that I was getting from these people, I was like, okay, yeah, these are people that are definitely bought into the mission. They are creators on different platforms, YouTube, podcasters, uh, Instagram people, and so much variety. And they all had positive things to say about the founder, the community, and the mission. So I said, you know what? I'm diving in. The next project that I was sold on for Ethereum was the 90s, babe. I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw a Nintendo 64 controller. So, of course, I had to click it. And once I clicked it, I realized it was related to an NFT project centered around people that were born or grew up in the 90s and if you want to hear a full episode on that i actually covered them in detail on episode 102 but the discord is the most fun i've ever had on discord i have a love-hate relationship with discord but that discord is absolutely a fun server and i love it there's trivia there's game nights there's movie nights there's music just really anything to do with the 90s is going to end up there And the art itself is just so amazing. It just makes me feel so nostalgic of the 90s, that era, the different things that were going on as far as music, pop culture, movies. It was just a great time. And this project just brings all of that out. But if I had to sum it up as to why did I mint this project? Why did I buy into it? It's because every time I either went into one of their spaces or their Discord, it just made me feel happy. Always had a smile. And there was always something to laugh about. And last but not least, I'm going to say Crypto Tech Woman. And how I ended up getting this Crypto Tech Woman was actually via winning a spot on the pre-sale list via the 90s babes. The funny thing is, I was prepared, ready to mint 90s babe, and then once I won the spot on the pre-sale list, I dove into this and really started to research the community. And I saw a video of the founder, Gigi, when she was interviewed, and she explained how she... Came from Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken. She then ended up in Puerto Rico and California. She learned how to code on Code Academy for free. Ended up getting a coding bootcamp. Now she's working at a startup, which she has taken a break for because after writing the code for her smart contract and rolling out her project, it is now a full-time commitment. But I knew I was going to mint that as soon as I saw that interview, seeing her story and seeing how much she loves tech. And that is her escape, her fun is to sit down and code something she can build, she can express herself. And once I saw that she was willing to put together a bootcamp as the utility for the token, I said, okay, this is definitely the right person to help spread this message of Web3, empowering different people of different backgrounds. And although I'm a guy, I'm not obviously a crypto tech woman, I am 100% sold on the mission. I have bought into it and I love everything she's doing and that's why I purchased it. Now, with that said, I just want to give you a little warning. All of those 12 projects that I mentioned, I purchased for various reasons, and this episode is not a recommendation or telling you to buy them or anything of that nature. I am simply sharing why I bought them to show you the different variety as to why I go into different projects, different blockchains. And honestly, not one of those things that I mentioned was because I thought it was going to go to the moon and I was going to make a million dollars overnight. I do want to make money. And if the right opportunity does present itself, yes, I will sell NFTs. However, none of those 12 that I just mentioned, I actually purchased the NFT having resale as the main priority. So hopefully you found this interesting and you're able to see like there's different utilities, different reasons for buying into projects because a lot of times you go into the Twitter spaces and you're going to hear the bias of that speaker and we all have our biases. So if you are a person that just loves art, you're going to favor art projects. You're going to speak about art. If you're a person that wants to go to gaming, play to earn gaming, metaverse, all that stuff, whatever area that you are focused on, that is what you're going to be biased towards. But there's definitely not just one type of project. There is just not one type of reason or one reason to get into any of them. And although I am just one person, you can see there are really 12 different reasons, if not more, as to why I got into any of these projects and I use them and view them quite differently. So hopefully you found that interesting. And I would love to know your favorite NFT projects and why you got into them. Feel free to share that to me on Twitter at Tropic Vibes. And I look forward to some great discussions. But before we go, I want to thank you for listening to this, and I look forward to the next one. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.